Praise the Lord. For today's meditation of the scriptures, let us turn to Psalm 15. Psalm 15 is a beautiful psalm that uh, describes the spiritual qualifications of the spiritual fruit of a person who abides in the house of the Lord. Uh, in the first verse in that psalm, David asked the Lord this question, O Lord, who shall sojourn in your tent? Who shall dwell on your holy hill? And the rest of the psalm is like an answer from God to this question of David. Now, if you see the Old Testament, especially the book of uh, Moses, we will see that only the Levites and priests were allowed to enter into the tabernacle and minister there. And only the high priest was allowed to enter into the presence of the Ark of the Covenant, and that too not every day, but only on the Day of Atonement was the high priest even allowed to see the Ark of the Covenant. We see that this was the restriction that God had kept in place for the nation of Israel. However, after David brought back the Ark of the Covenant from the captivity, he arranged a place for it in the city of David and he kept this Ark of the Covenant inside a tabernacle uh, and uh, there were spiritual qualifications that were given for the people who could enter in and worship there. If you see in 1 Chronicles chapter 16 verses 1, 4, 6 and 37, we see that the Ark was kept openly. Any person who qualified the Levites who qualified, they could just enter into the presence of God and minister there before the Ark of the Covenant. We see that during this period, David was moving in the spirit of the new covenant and he was establishing a different mode of worship, so much so that in Acts chapter 15 verse 16, the prophecy comes that the Lord wants to re-establish the church of God in the spirit of the new covenant according to the tabernacle that David had built or the worship service that David had ordained where any person who met the spiritual qualification could come in and minister and enjoy the presence of God. God is a God who does not want to keep himself away from us. He wants to reward each one of us with the presence of the Lord and he wants us all to enjoy his holy presence. And he invites us in. And we see that very hard in this particular psalm. It is important to note that from a New Covenant perspective, Psalm 15 is not a prescription for being saved, but it's a description of how saved people ought to live if they want to please God and enjoy a deeper fellowship with Him. Psalm 15 verse 1 says, this important question, Who shall abide in your tabernacle? Who shall dwell in your holy hill? Psalm 15 and Psalm 24 are going hand in hand because in Psalm 24, we see a similar question asked by the psalmist, who shall ascend into the hill of the Lord, who shall stand in his holy place? And there the answer comes. God gives the answer that he who has clean hands and a pure heart, he who has not lifted his mind to idols or that which is false, he who has not sworn deceitfully. What is the nature of a person who can come before the Lord and dwell in his house and enjoy his fellowship? Psalm 15 verses 2 to 5 seems to be the answer that God gives. For a person who is studying this particular section, we need to approach the word of God with an open heart so that the Lord can speak to our hearts and correct us where we have gone away from the true principles of the word of God. But please note this point. There is a huge difference between Old Testament and the New Testament. We need to understand that. Looking at the psalm from a New Testament perspective, we who are living in the New Covenant, we need to have the New Covenant eyes in order to look at the psalm. The big difference is that in the Old Testament, you had to ascend a hill to the house of the Lord and to enter into the sanctuary. According to the psalm, that is exactly what we see. 
first verse there says who shall sojourn in your tent who shall dwell on your holy hill however in the new testament the lord himself descended into our hearts and made us into the temple of the living god we are his habitation we are his dwelling place but our heart condition and our attitudes after we are born again after we are saved can grieve the holy ghost and it can make the lord jesus feel like an uninvited or an unwelcome guest in our heart that's a reality as we go through these verses of this psalm it is for us to look into our heart to see if we are having we are being a good host for our lord he is our master and yet he is a gentleman god who feels unwelcome if we say so in our heart in the old testament an unrighteous person could never experience a relationship with god in the new testament it is the lord's finished work of jesus christ on the cross at calvary and our faith that gives us a basis for a relation with the lord believers today can enjoy an intimate fellowship with god through the person of jesus christ through the work that the lord has done for us we can enter straight into the holy presence of god and we can enjoy a deep fellowship with him in the old testament a righteous walk was a precondition for fellowship and blessings of god however in the new testament a righteous walk is the result of a fellowship and the blessing of god as we read in 1 john chapter 1 verse 6 if we have fellowship with him then we will not walk in darkness as we meditate on these verses my prayer is that we will all be transformed in our hearts to enjoy his presence and to enjoy that sweet relationship with him forever and please note most of the things that are mentioned here in this psalm deal with our relations or our interactions with other people mountain top spirituality or individual spirituality is relatively easy to attain but the moment we are mixing with the people our spirituality is going to be tested in the area of relationships in the area of interactions broadly i have divided this into four areas in this psalm psalm 15 verse 2 we read about he who walks blamelessly does that which is right and speaks truth in his heart now the first thing that i want to see here stress here his overall observable life is something that god defines over here three basic areas of our life are named in verse 2 one is integrity that is a blameless character the other is honesty which is a righteous conduct and third is sincerity meaning a truthful conversation and in verses 3 to 5 these are applied specifically and practically if we are right in these basic virtues we will work them out or we will allow the holy spirit to work them out in every area of our life and we will be obedient to the lord to that extent the verbs that are used here work walk and speak are present participles in the original text meaning this is something that we have to do continuously it's not a one time action of walking working and speaking that the lord is looking for till the end of our lives this is the imperative that the lord is giving us that we have to keep on walking working and speaking according to the will of god the word of god says he who walks uprightly and blamelessly walking in the light proverbs chapter 4 verse 18 talks about a progressively increasing state of righteousness for a saint of god once he is born again as he walks in the light as he trusts the lord as he relies on the grace of god and uses the grace that is given to him by the holy spirit of god he will find himself to be progressively increasing in righteousness now it doesn't mean that he is perfect because in romans chapter 7 
Paul talks about the frustration of a person who knows the higher target that is there for him to attain because the more he grows in Christ the more he realizes that he is still got a larger gap to bridge between him and Christ that is a healthy tension that a man enjoys that provokes him that promotes him towards a greater state of holiness rather than getting complacent and uh, taking it easy in his daily christian walk god wants us to walk uprightly and blamelessly he wants us to do righteousness does what is right and he does not do evil to his neighbor sam 15 verse 3 says he does not slander with his tongue he does no evil to his neighbor a person who desires to do an evil for another person cannot qualify for this kind of an observable life if you say in matthew chapter 5 if you look at the matthew chapter 5 verse 44 the word of god says love your enemies bless them that curse you do good to them that hate you and pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you This is the standard that God keeps for each one of us the new covenant standard that keep the, that the Lord keeps for each one of us and the second thing that we see here first was his overall observable life but the second thing that we see is not something that can easily be observed because it talks about his heart Matthew chapter 15 verse 19 says out of the heart proceeds all the evil thoughts murders adulteries fornications thefts false witness blasphemies all these things come forth from the heart but the word of god says sam 15 verse 2 says a person who abides in the holy hill of god is one who speaks truth in his heart practicing it in the heart is the easiest way for an observable victory sephanias chapter 3 verse 13 says the remnant of israel shall not do iniquity nor shall they speak lies neither shall a deceitful tongue be found in their mouth for they shall feed and lie down and none shall make them afraid in sam 15 verse 4 his heart is one that condemns an evil person an evil one is condemned in his heart a vile person is condemned in his heart but he honors those who fear the lord he honors those who fear the lord we have to call good good and bad bad that is something that we have to understand dearly beloved the word of god reminds us that christian walk is something where we cannot have a compromise at everything that has to that we do in our life has to match up with the standard of the word of god there is no other standard for a christian we have to call something good only if it is according to the word of god it is good we have to call something bad if it is contrary to what is written in the scriptures and sam 45 verse 7 says that kind of a person is a person who enjoys the anointing of the lord if you love righteousness and if you hate wickedness then the lord shall anoint you with the oil of gladness that is what the word of god reminds us the third visible aspect of the sand is of such a person who is abiding in the holy hill is the speech that the person uses now the word of god says sam 15 verse 2 says he walks blamelessly does what is right and speaks truth in his heart he is a person who speaks the truth he does not use his tongue to backbite or slander or gossip or tease or belittle he is not a person who uses his tongue in order to destroy he doesn't use his tongue to pull down but rather he uses his tongue for edification sam 101 verse 5 says those who privately slander his neighbor neighbor him will i cut off 
him that has a proud look and a proud heart i will not suffer dearly beloved james chapter 3 verse 2 says if a person is perfect he is perfect in his tongue if a man if if a man is not offending in word then he is a perfect person and with that perfectness he will also be able to bring the rest of his body under control of the holy spirit the word of god reminds us he does not cast a reproach on his neighbor have you been in the company of people who are constantly going on about the evil uh, in an evil manner about the others who speak evil about others who gossip who slander the very life that we have in our hearts gets sucked out of our hearts because we listen to a slander like that and we see here in sam 15 verse 4 he swears to his own hurt he is a person who keeps his word even when it is difficult or advantages for him even if it means a physical loss even if it means a financial loss he will still honor the word that he has kept what a high morality and a high ethic that the lord demands from a person who wants to abide in his presence the fourth thing that we see here the first was his overall observable life second was the things related to his heart third was his speech and the fourth is his attitude towards money we see that in the psalm the lord says he lends money without interest he lends money without interest he doesn't take a bribe against the innocent how important is money in our decision making how much do we esteem a person because of how much money he has it should not be a consideration for a born again child of god because money is something that comes from the earth the lord sees with the eyes of the lord and he does not esteem a rich person more than a poor person because he has got more money but rather he looks into the heart of a person and he sees that heart and esteems him on the basis of that the psalm is a mirror that contrasts our nature with the lord's let us introspect let us inspect and draw near to him who fulfilled all the laws and the standard he was Jesus was tempted in every way as we are yet he was without sin he is able to give grace and he is able to save us to the uttermost however big our sin is he can still cleanse us and make us like him anyone who has ever come to him the lord jesus has never turned away if the lord says be perfect even as i am perfect he says that after knowing that he is the one who can make us perfect finally we come to the last verse and the verse says he who does these things shall never be moved it is a trust in god's promise whoever does these things will never be shaken it means the godly who are described in the sam have got that security and stability in life they do not have to be afraid of earthquakes or anything like that they don't have to be afraid of any spiritual attacks they don't have to be afraid of any wiles of the devil because god gives them security and stability in in their lives God's promise to the godly is that they are firmly grounded on his covenant promises they need not fear 1 John chapter 2 verse 17 says he who does the will of God abides forever lasts forever if you want a long lasting life if you want an enduring life if you want something better than the shallow spirituality that we may be exposed to remember stay on the word of God stay in the will of God in the last days God is shaking things he is at work shaking things in our hearts in our lives the whole world is being shaken so that the things that are true will remain and the things which are false will be exposed 
If you see Matthew chapter 7 verse 24 to 27, we talk about two builders whose structures, whose buildings, whose lives were tested by the storm. Only one stood strong. It was a life built by a person who did the will of God. Who knew the will of God, who did the will of God, who knew the word of God, who obeyed the word of God. A godly life that the Lord discusses in the Sermon on the Mount parallels the characteristics of a godly person that is described in this psalm. And in each case, the promise is given to us, you shall never be moved. May the Lord help us to live this kind of a life through the power of the Holy Ghost, through the grace that he gives. And may we be found blameless in his sight when we appear before him. God bless you.